Welcome to Worlds Collide, the wrestling card podcast for wrestling fans by wrestling fans, featuring Tony Bella from WrestlingTradingCards.com. This is like a, a stock market. Like- and Zan Morning from Wrestling With Cards on YouTube. And I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer, I'm just posing the question. Join them as they navigate the world of wrestling cards, helping you build a bigger and better collection and making some money along the way. What's up, wrestling fans? Worlds collide once again. Zan, what you oh. are knocking out of the park, man, with this intro every time now. All right, give me awesome. one of those. Give me one of those replica belts so I can wear it around in in public. That says, you know. Oh uh, uh, no, I have a two year old. We do stars around here. Do we take a star? I'll take a star. I'll take okay. a gold star. That'll work. I'm gonna put that in the refrigerator for you. Start a whole Zan category now. Hell, maybe I could hang it up behind me for the video version of the show. There you go. Get a, That's awesome. Get a star tracker going. I'm Zan from <laughs> Wrestling with Cards on YouTube and the podcast, and that is Tony, Tony. from Worlds Collide After Dark. Oh no, sorry, wrong no, show. no, 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 no. We haven't we haven't started that one yet. No. <laughs> well, let's see if there's any interest in that first. Uh, uh, I'm Tony with WrestlingTradingCards.com, and today we're going to start a new style of show, a new format, and it's kind of like a. We were talking about this off off the air. It's kind of like a career retrospective in cardboard form. Today, we're going to be talking about collecting Brutus the Barber Beefcake cards. We're going to kind of go over some information behind his cards, stuff you can look at, stuff we like, stuff we don't like, what maybe would be a good investment piece, et cetera. Uh, what do you think of this new format? I like it. I, I think we need to uh, give it a name, actually. Should we ca- call it something? What do you guys think? If you like this, we're going to just name it something random, not after dark. And if you guys like it, let us know, and we can change it. Uh, we'll we'll figure something instead out ahead of time. Instead of "This is your life," we'll call it "This is your card." This is your card, <laughs> Brutus the Barber Beefcake. We'll we'll roll with that. Um, just to kick things off, uh, there's approximately ballpark. Again, I don't, Tony. You may have better numbers. I've got, got around 240 Brutus the Barber Beefcake cards. There are out uh, spanning between '84 and 2020. That's uh, probably accurate. Just I'm a sure. ballpark. I, mean, I, 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 I checked your site and combined with trading card database and just kind of combined some of the numbers together to get that number. Um, so what, what, what's your history, uh, fandom you dislike and like, I'm like, let's just talk a little bit about the wrestler for, to start with. Uh, for me, I mean, uh, yeah, I like the guy. I, I, you know, wasn't a big fan fan, like of his growing up, you know, I know he had his association with always with Hogan, you know, yeah. that posse. Uh, but you know, crazy character. So it's just, I, I wanted to see what's going to happen next. I was a fan of the barbershop, you know, mostly of who he was bringing on, not so much because he hosted it and what his antics were and how he played out, but most like who he brought on. There's some historical moments that happened on that show, you know, I mean, come on. Yeah, for That's sure. Great stuff. Is it interesting that his barbershop segment has somehow like transcended his wrestling moments? Just kind of, yeah, absolutely. It has. And it actually, even in conventions, when he's done signing appearance at conventions, some places like in the UK, uh, they had set up a whole barbershop replica stage for him. So yep. it was all done like that. And he was giving, they had someone come up with long hair and gave a free haircut to that person. <laughs> they, did, they did a whole barbershop episode right there. It was like, uh, they've turned that into like, that's that's who he is now. It's like, he's the barbershop guy like that. That's Not awesome. so much that he was like, you know, uh, a wrestler per se in, in his matches, but mostly about what he did in that stupid barbershop. I was a fan of his growing up 
when because uh, I was always like he had ridiculous looking tights. I loved yes. how he came to the ring with the scissors and it's just like, you know, go. he just looked nuts. And then I always look forward to him cutting someone's hair after the match. Yeah. For some reason, when I was a little kid, I was like, man, this rules. And then I could basically bypass the whole rest of his career until he was. I've got like a weird fascination with the disciple. Disciple? Like, that's just an interesting character when that first came out. So and we'll get into that in a minute. So from a cardboard perspective, I say 240 cards. For you, where do you think a card for someone to start out would be if they were looking to, like, let's say they were a fan or let's say they were like, oh, yeah, I remember that Beefcake guy. I should get a card of his. What would be the go-to card for you to start out with as your first purchase? Well, I mean, I have my favorites, which we'll talk about a little bit later, Slap. But um, you can get, I mean, his stuff is so, with so many different cards, you have a lot of options. So, I mean, you can get something newer. He's oftentimes featured in legend stuff. Mm -hmm. um you can you can still go out there and get plentiful you know stuff in the 90s um you could even still probably get i I would imagine i would think that it's pretty easy to still get his uh his old top stuff yeah it's not not too hard to find yeah the the 80s tops opg i think uh i think i have card number uh 10 is it number 10 yeah Yeah. that's the card i would go with i think that's what people are going to consider his rookie card I think that's the card when I look at that image that kind of sums up what I was talking about, about his ridiculous tights and kind of that look that I had of remembering him in the WWF in the heyday in the eighties. So I think we're kind of on the same page on that. Like that. Yeah. Early tops is great. Yeah. I mean, even some of that stuff like around like the nineties classic stuff was kind of cool. Had some cool images of him as well, but he was always so, you know, like you said, his outfits were so wild and crazy like that. And the shears, man, with the shears, always something with the shears. Uh, and just, um, you're waiting he, on that he, haircut. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, everything he wore, like it all just popped, you know, it just popped. So it's like, it was definitely an attention getter. So let's move on to your favorite overall card. You mentioned that a minute ago. What, what card is your favorite of his? I have a couple. I like his 87 Stewart. They're considered like paper cards, but they're, you know, sure. they're oversized. I, I like that. Uh, and I also like that 89 market scene from New Zealand. Uh, yeah, I like the market scene. My, uh, Favorite one, though, is the 1990 classic. I think it's – I get these so confused. The promo cards with the purple – board. purple, purple borders, yeah. It's still 1990, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's my favorite card. I just – like, again, the, the image, it's, it's still got that feel of the early tops, but it's even more so something that I'm just like, yep, that's it. So uh, – and, uh, you know, again, I love parallels, and that's one uh, – you could consider that one of the first wrestling parallel cards in, in a sense – true in a sense yeah true absolutely that's my favorite card um let's talk about the worst cards (laughs) there's a lot to pick from from here in my opinion uh not to be rude but it just is what it is what what do you got for me anything modern anything that's kind of like uh kind of depicts him from anything that has like i think you are going to probably pick something that's uh not even really a wrestling card that i believe like but yeah uh but I know what car you're talking. That's an example of what I'm talking about, which is anything that's going to be, I mean, you get to some of the stuff that shows like from the legend stuff. They're always going to have an old picture of him on a newer cards like that, mm-hmm. but pretty much anything that shows him now <laughs> or in the last, you know, 15, 20 years, I guess, you know, yeah, that's, I, I like anything that shows him from when I remember him growing up. That's what I want to see. So there's a lot of cards out there. It just has like either bad photography or uh, a more modern picture of them that I just don't like. Yeah. And it's interesting that you would think, I guess it just depends if, um, you know, some of the, which we'll talk about here in a second, 
some of these companies want to do releases of his cards, even though WWE may have him under a legends deal, like WWE can still put out phenomenal looking cards because they're using those images that we all love and remember. Sure. Um, but some of these other ones, and we're going to get into it right now, is the <laughs> 2008 Donruss Americana set. I don't, what a horrible set. <laughs> now, I'm going to let you kind of explain a little bit about this because I have some of the other cards from the set. And I, this was in one of those, you know, I talk I about. Think I just sent, I just think I sent you someone from another one, right? You did, but you sent me the Ultimate Warrior, and it's I a totally different, totally yeah. different thing. That card's yeah. numbered. That card, yeah. the image is fantastic. But the set is uh, kind of take a sidebar here for a minute off of wrestling cards. I got a stack of these like this in one of those random collections that I bought that I'm always talking about. And believe it or not, I've actually flipped a couple of those for a couple dollars a piece. But it's just, it's so random. Can can you yeah. just give everybody listening a kind of brief uh, sum? Well, you would, I think of, you would know about it just as much as I would probably. Isn't that the Don, the Donner set? Correct. Yeah, it is. I just don't know how to like properly just Ameri- america is it called americana it's americana right? donruss americana from 2008 so it, but it's, it encompasses all walks of life so it has yeah. not, it has sports figures non-sport figures movie stars musicians there's all kinds of stuff in it so it was it was donruss's way of trying to uh you know get everybody like it kind of if you were a fan of baseball we have a little bit of that you're a fan of wrestling a little bit of that you're a fan of uh, pop music we have a little bit of that so a little bit of everything's like that i got kind of in it a little bit like I, I don't think I bought any of that particular product. The closest I got was when I bought, I think Upper Deck put out something like that where they had like cut signatures of presidents and stuff mm-hmm. like that, which I did. I pulled, I pulled a one of one cut signature of uh, William uh, McKinley, uh, awesome. President McKinley, that I sold immediately right there for two grand. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, but um, I, uh, it was weird that they would, and some of the stuff they would pick. I, I would imagine since Donners didn't have the license for any of the. The, the people in that had like licensing rights for, you know, uh, MLB or NBA or WWE or something like that. They had to use other images yeah. <laughs> that was owned by the talent. Ugh. So that's, that's the, the image they used for beefcake in that set was horrendous. It's, it's the, yeah, it's terrible. I mean, there, and overall, like, I think a lot of the other uh, stars that, that are not wrestling, like, it's almost like they just, um, they were at a movie premiere. And they just ran by and snapped a pic- picture of him real quick while they were walking. And I like think, whatever I it is. Gail, Gail Kim's in that set. It's a decent picture of her. I haven't uh, got that deep into it. I just know from um, what I got in the stack. Stacey Kleber's in that set. That's a really nice picture of her in a yellow dress, I believe. Uh, and then there's the Ultimate Warrior one. That's the best one I've ever seen. That's, 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 a, that's a classic, awesome picture. Because, I mean, he owned the rights to stuff anyways. Right. Yeah. So he had the, you know, you can send him. But even like the, even the non-wrestling stars. The, the photos are just awful from, from yeah. everything. It's, it's all like red carpet stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even like them making a funny face or, you know, uh, doing some kind of uh, personal bio, kind of like, you know, <laughs> how Kevin Nash did his bios on the, the sure, impact. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. You know, they, it's, it's just like the most generic thing ever. It, it's almost like uh, I, I kind of expected it at some point to kind of like just see some like picture of someone from far away like over there that's DiCaprio way over there that's him <laughs> right there. no no that that would be if Monty Gum was making that's these right. cars yeah that, that that's that's the company that would be doing that it's a picture of uh, Leonardo DiCaprio that says Jeremy Miller <laughs> <laughs> all right uh totally going different u-turn on these what do you think uh the best investment card would be if you were For gonna him? buy if you're gonna buy one to say I'm gonna set on this and hope it goes up in value 
for him, I'm going to go back to your love of disciple. I think that WCW tops card for him is anything for that set. Those sets is a, as a great investment. I think, especially in today's market, you see all these WCW cards going crazy. They're going for mad money, low end to high end. It's, it's yep. like the I mean, talking about low end to high end talent wise, low end guys are getting commanding some good money, man. Yeah, I, when Lenny Lane is your basically lowest selling card at like seventy five bucks raw, yeah. I mean, you, you're you're winning. Yeah, you're winning. I mean, big time. I, I think that's a, a great uh, that's a good investment. And, I, I unfortunately don't think like is eighty five tops or whatever you know, as early as card is. Uh, I just I don't think it gets love. Like I don't think a lot of those guys from that time frame get the love they deserve. We've talked about many times. Uh, you know the. Steamboats and and the Rudes and uh, I wouldn't put him in that category. Um, uh, well, but, and also that brings up another. You just brought up another topic. Uh, you know, taking another sidebar. Here's another example of how a card that's not a rookie card is more valuable than the rookie card. Correct, one hundred percent. It's just uh, such a. I don't know that those three cards from WCW from ninety eight ninety nine. Those three sets. This kind of taking a life on their own, man. Like there's. Every like every month or two now it seems like, and over the years it's like I, I call those sets. I call them the, the sets that keep on giving. That's what I keep yeah. going there. They just keep on giving us stuff, and um, uh, you find something new about them, and you just can't go wrong there. It's a it's a good solid investment, I think, especially if you're lucky enough to find something that's uh, really good condition. That you're like I should get this graded too. Right. I mean. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, so no, no surprise, mine. Uh, I actually had the '98 uh, auto, and just for clarification, um, you seem to you know more than I do. Does he have a, an autograph in both sets, or is it just the '98? Just the one, just '98. Okay, and then it is Disciple. And have you seen any autographed as anything other than just Disciple? I've only seen Disciple. Okay, so that's that's actually uh, you know one of I, my favorite I, I, cards. I've seen I've seen many other ones from years later where he signed stickers for like you know legend sets like mm-hmm. that he signs beefcake which he has a really nice signature for brutus beefcake when he puts the whole signature yeah. out it's not some like you know bb you know <laughs> um it's uh it's a nice signature so i i think that uh, it's a good investment for his signatures i don't think he's going to become thousands of dollars for his cards uh, at all but you know if you want something for nostalgia reasons that reminds you of the 80s 90s like that he's a good one uh it's it's relatively inexpensive compared to other high-end guys like that you're not going to spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars on his stuff except for this auto which is why we both picked it i mean it's it's, um you know you do kind of bore like i didn't put it as my favorite because technically it's a like you get into that gray area of is this his character technically it's a different name it's a completely different character i was such a huge i was so much more of a fan of disciple than i was Brutus Beefcake because Disciple looks like this biker guy that's just going to take you out. <laughs> and Brutus Super Beefcake. Super tanned all the time yeah. in Florida. <laughs> yeah, big, the huge beard. I'm like, yeah. I didn't even, honestly, because I, I was like a teenager at the time. 
was like, man, this guy looks familiar, but I can't place it. <laughs> and it took me forever to figure it out. I'm like, oh, it's beefcake, man. He looks totally different. He was jacked and like, slimmed oh, yeah. down. He looked, he looked. Anyway, I would have picked that card, but I still like the 1990 classic promo because it is beefcake and not disciple. And that's kind of well, what you could, we're. You can have your favorite that you like that yeah, reminds yeah. you of that time frame, and you can have your one to invest in. Of course. And that's why we're, that's why we decided that uh, this would be a cool format to just kind of break it down for everybody. Um, what did we come up with beefcake as being our first guy to talk about? Where did that come from? I have no idea, but that's the kind of random stuff you're going to get here in this new segment. <laughs> I love it. Um, and, uh, Man, that segues into something else, but I'm going to kind of throw out one more question for you that we did sure. not talk about. If you could have, like, you know, a company image, anything, you, everything's free game. If you could create one Brutus Beefcake card, what would be a good, a cool design that you would do? I would like to have something because for me, I remember him out from the segments of, you know, Barbershop. Mm-hmm. I would love to have something of him. I would love to have a, if you ask me to design a card, so you ask me to do design a card. Yes. Here's what I would do. I would design a card where I'd have either something that from if a prop, someone out there has something from a beefcake uh, from the barbershop set, like a, a relic. That's a piece of relic autographed from the, from the barbershop. It'd be kind of cool. I would be all over that. I would love to have that. I've got a few. Uh, that was my first one. And the relic could be literally like there's, Think about think about all the relics you could do with him. A piece of the shear, you know, yeah. like the cut, cutter would be cut cool. Yeah, and one of those thicker cards, you know, yeah. that'd be that'd be amazing. So that was well, my they, first they, one. They, they can narrow it down a little bit, so like that because you can make it limited because uh, they did trash cans for Fleer, you know, for a trash yeah. can, a piece of a trash can tables. So yeah, it's a, it's a thicker card, but not not too thick. But right. uh, they can make it really work. Yeah. So yeah, that was my first one. Uh, my second is, and these are you know. Going out, going into the weeds a little bit, but hey, you know what? We're having fun. Uh, my second was, would be to come up with cards of all those like fringe characters. So, uh, oh, what was he called? Like, oh. I, I think I would like to see some like tops chrome shiny refractors of the Booty Man and ah, Zodi- Booty Man. Zodiac. Zodiac. <laughs> yeah, like all those, all the, and then so I think that would be cool if it was done in like a flashy, shiny, colored parallel type of card. You know, it would. I gotta think- dig it up. I got. I actually have an official promo, uh, promo eight by ten promo of the Zodiac. I have it somewhere. I found it uh, <laughs> in 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 uh, in one of Greg Price's NWA Legends Fan Fest back east in Raleigh. And I went to a vendor and he had a whole bunch of extra eight by tens. And I found a cool, like a uh, Bret Hart one from WCW, his first promo photo from that. And I found a Zodiac one. Like and I said, I got to have this like that. I think, I, I think I got him to sign it too, Zodiac. Awesome. So, yeah, I, I mean, that would be, that would be really cool. And then um, my last one, I don't know why, how did I, how the heck did I end up with so many like custom Brutus beefcake cards? Like no one would want these, but me probably. Uh, and this is way into the I weeds. Want them. But this is where, like, um, I don't remember. The, I think it was like the late '70s when he was in Memphis with Hulk Hogan, and he was, uh, he. I don't remember his exact name, but he was uh, Hulk Hogan's brother, I believe. And they were they were together, and he looked like uh, super blown up Michael Hayes, like he had long blonde hair, <laughs> and he had a, like a really bad black mustache. And you can clearly tell it's him, especially when he's talking and in his face. And do you remember TNA did those uh, like flashback sets? Again, I want to go back yes. to like the Nash yep. one that they showed. Yeah, they were called Then and Now. Yeah, that would be cool to do one with them and just put then. 
<laughs> and I just have him in that Memphis TV studio shot of him with Hogan and having them together, both looking like, you know, Michael Hayes. Uh, I just think it'd be awesome. <laughs> That'd be so cool. Actually. Yeah. I'd love to have that. Actually. It'd be a fun card. Um, just in closing, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about his cards. Just uh, overall Brutus, Brutus beefcakes, cardboard relevance and where we see kind of his popularity and value going forward. Again, um, I just don't think we're going to see a whole lot of value. I, I, it's not, I wouldn't take all my money and invest it in beefcake cards. Course, yeah. so that way. <laughs> um, Unless you're a player collector and then go for it. If you're a player collector, that's something totally different. Absolutely. Um, investment wise, it's still that WCW autograph card, Disciple. I don't think there's any other card of his that's going to beat that. I think he signed some stuff for Leaf over the years too, which are kind of cool. Uh, but that's, that's all beefcake stuff. Um, you know, again, I guess if you're a player collector, that's where you're going to go. But um, I wouldn't invest a whole lot. It's, it'd be fun. If that's something that you also grew up on as nostalgia purposes for you, uh, it'd be fun to have. I think if you're, especially if you're a wrestling fan and collector, period, uh, why not? But um, yeah, I, I wouldn't go uh, hog wild on it. Um, yeah, something you actually mentioned, like as far as like where it's going forward, I think the WCW Auto, like even if you want to get into that, even if you want to get into that promo card, like some of the like quote higher end cards for him won't be as high as some of the other stuff you're seeing. So if you want to go to the best of the best and get that auto, it's not going to cost you as much as some of the other rock Hogan, Austin, you know, stuff like that. And then uh, the other thing that I want to actually pose a question here, we talked a little bit about this in our last show is uh, you mentioned if you grew up watching them and it's a nostalgia thing for you. I kind of wondering like at what point are we going to get where some of these guys are just completely forgotten they were major, major stars in the eighties during the huge explosion of the WWF. They were part, you know, we'll use Brutus, for example, he's part of the NWO run. He was part of the memorably bad mid nineties WCW stuff. So he's, he's always been there and he's always been attached to Hogan, but yet it seems like no one, no one talks about him, even though he was a huge star. So um, when do you think we're going to start seeing that change if at all, and just wrestling cards in general? I don't think you're going to see a change at all. I, I think as some of these guys start to get older and pass away, you'll get a little bit of boost and and like got to have it now. Um, but I just don't see it. I, I kind of throw him in the same categories like Tito Santana and uh, you know Greg the Hammer Valentine, those kind of guys from that from that era that were all part of that mm-hmm. that that boost. You know, you right. know, eighty four, eighty five. You know, um, and then uh, but just don't get talked about a lot. You know, there's not gonna you're not gonna get a a really ultra expensive Tito Santana card or ultra well, expensive Greg the Hammer Valentine. Even card. if it's not expensive, it just seems like uh, like even the demand is just not there. And no. uh, perfect example used about them passing away and kind of you know becoming past of generations. And sure. uh, you know, go back to vintage baseball. We still see a lot of demand for like the early 1900s baseball, and so even some of the po- names that aren't as popular, you still. I mean, they might not be huge price, but there's a demand and it's just, unfortunate. Why, why is there a demand there? You think that's what I'm wondering. Like I'm trying to put the correlation there between that and wrestling cards and like, okay, just because so it's old possibly, or maybe the rarity of it, but so maybe in, uh, you know, 2085, you know, these cards will be a hundred years old. Maybe potentially need some demand for it, you know? Maybe that, and maybe have to like, it literally might have to take that many years for 
some of these, uh, like his rookie card, for example, sure. to, to become something that's extremely popular, not, not valuable necessarily, but just popular. Cause there's tons of really good popular cards out there. They're valuable, but they're not like breaking the bank. If that makes sense. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, well, as time goes on, these become harder to find, uh, a lot of stuff has been absorbed by collectors already been slabbed and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, maybe by 2085, it's going to be like, you know what? Yeah, I guess I will pay, you know, uh, 35 bucks for that beefcake, you know, cards. Like yeah. I need to finish my, I need to finish my collection. <laughs> and that's another thing. Do you think uh, it's an interesting spot we're in with like modern wrestling fans, especially younger fans. Do you, th- um, now I'm like, I love wrestling history. So I like to go back and watch stuff in black and white, uh, watch stuff that in, from the nineties that I missed. I couldn't watch when I, you know, didn't have uh, internet, whatever, mm-hmm. but I'm curious, like, are we going to get to a point where there's a generation that just doesn't know and doesn't care about vintage wrestling at that point? Uh, it's just an God, interesting I question. Not. I hope not. I mean, I can't predict that future, but I hope not. I don't think so. I think as long as there's going to be wrestling involved, there's going to be certain people who want to be like you and get and be immersed in that history and kind of go back and try to find things like that. Like I wasn't alive when, you know, uh, you know, Luthes was, was wrestling or something like that. I wasn't alive when, you know, Gorgeous George was wrestling it's like that, you know, but I know of them because of the histories like that. I know the, of them as a collector because I know there's some limited cards of them scattered throughout the years. Uh, so I collected those, even though I didn't never watch them. I still collect right. them. I never, I never. And then you have other guys who are names. Like I never saw Babe Ruth play, but you know, I know who he is and I got to have him in my collection. If I'm a baseball fan, you know, kind of Mm -hmm. thing. Uh, And I think they're going to have some like that, you know, a hundred years from now, they're like, you know, I never saw Roman Reigns wrestle, but I got to have my collection kind of thing. So as long as wrestling is still relevant in some way, shape or form, which it has been forever. um, It's there's going to be something there. I I don't think these guys are going to go away completely. I just think that um, the interest is going to be no more or less than what it is now. I think a beefcake card isn't going to go, drastically crazy in price you know 50 years from now than what it is now unless something amazing you know i have no idea who knows yeah it'll be interesting i think uh if they did a cool relic card like what we kind of came up with that i think that would sell really well but uh yeah i'm with you i think that wcw auto is still just gonna be like if you want the safe cool card like the total package that's the card to go with i think so. Yeah, even though it doesn't, it's not a reflection of his previous character as Beefcake. Like right. that. It's the disciple. And if you're a fan of that wrestler, no matter what his gimmick was, that's the card you want to get yourself into. Yeah, it's kind of like if we took, um, I'll, I'll just put Scott Hall. So yeah. if you had like Diamond Stud, if you had, uh, I don't, Razor you, Ramon, you pick a, you pick a gimmick, you pick an era because there's different. Like you could do like the ninety, I believe it was ninety eight Bandai. Scott Hall, which is like the mm-hmm. first card with, featured him in NWO, but in the same year later on, they had this WCW. Like, sure. it doesn't matter. Like, there, there's going to be something cool out there. Absolutely. So, something something cool for everyone. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that format. Uh, we'll be doing, hopefully, one of these a month or a couple of months, just depending on how things go and what you guys want to hear. If you have wrestler recommendations you guys would like to hear us talk about, make sure to reach out to us on social platforms and let us know what you want to hear, uh, what you like this format, what you'd like the name to be. Maybe we can draw a hat and change the name every week. I don't know. Things can get crazy around here. Tony, what do you got before we get out of here? Uh, let everybody know WTC is updated. Yes. It's uh, constantly being updated every single day. I have, today I took the day off today, 
but every single day it seems to be getting updated. More checklists, more information, more detailed information. I'm looking for informa more information from people with social media being what it is to these days. Uh, I'm going to be setting up uh, something here pretty soon where I'm going to be asking. There's so many one-of-ones and numbered stuff oh that my. we talk about all yeah. the time that I want those images. If you have a one-of-one one image like that, I just need the front. I like the front and back. We can hide cool. I just need the front so that we can put it on the checklist so people know what it looks like. Right. Just, just for references, WTC has always been about just archiving information. I don't know if I've told you before. I had this gentleman who wanted to sell me UPC numbers. Yeah, uh, I, I'm aware. But for anybody that hasn't listened, go ahead and tell it again. Uh, I Somebody had posted some boxes uh, on one of the platforms and uh, wanted to know if there's any interest in it and there's any value in it. So I messaged him asking him, I have actually publicly messaged him and asking him in front of everybody, hey, I'd love that information, blah, 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 let's talk offline kind of thing. So we went offline and did direct messages. And I said, hey, I would love to have images of the box. At the very least, if you can give me the UPC numbers on the packs, because they are open already, uh, at the box themselves, just so I have the information to give to collectors to know what they have. And he's like, his exact words to me, pretty well, more or less were, um, I want people to know, understand that these are hard to find bo uh, boxes of products. If I give the information to you to put on your website, they're going to think that it's not rare. I, I don't understand his logic. His logic was I'd sell them to you, but I'm not going to give them to you kind of thing like that. I'm like, okay, I'm not buying UPC codes off of you. It, it was ridiculous what he offered me. It's the same concept as like, I can sell you, a uh, picture on my phone if I take my picture of a precious metal gems Hogan, but I'm not going to sure. sell you the actual card. I, I, again, I'm not going to rat anybody. Out. I'm not giving any names like that, but I can probably, I could tell you what was said to me privately without giving somebody's name. It just said, you know, forgive me, but I'm trying to monetize my collection. He said, I would sell the UPC numbers and scans to you. I have spent too much time, effort and money to just give away that information with no recomp. <laughs> when I sell what I, what, what I, when I sell, I want potential buyers to see boxes they have never seen before. And if they can, are easily viewable on your website, I feel it may not get the max value. Uh, I am not trying to be difficult. I am trying to approach this from as cautiously as I am brand new to the current market. That was all he said to me. I said, thank you very much. Good luck to you on your sales, to which he said, thank you. That was it. So many takes you could go on this, but I will not at this time. Save it for another I, I, show, I was, potentially. I was very clear about saying we are an informational website. All we do is offer information so that collectors are knowledgeable in what they're buying, what they have, what they're looking for. Uh, so that was it. But, you know, stuff like that, I'm looking for all kinds of images. I'm looking for one-of-ones, low-print runs, uh, any information that we can start doing some homework on, print runs, whatever. I want to make WTC better than what it already was before. And let everybody know where they can find you all on that. WrestlingTradingCards.com. Everything's there. And you can find all of my information at Wrestling With Cards on YouTube, Wrestling With Cards, the podcast, social media platforms at Zan Morning, pretty much on everything. I'm trying to get my social media platform up on Morse code. Um, that's kind of something in the works. I don't know if that's going to go very well. I'm still working on the typewriter version also of the social media page, but we'll get there one day. Anything else before we get out of here? Can it, where can they buy you a cup of coffee at? I keep hearing that. Oh, man. I've got links everywhere. Uh, <laughs> actually, links to everything we've mentioned is in the show notes. It's always in the show notes. If you're listening, if you listen to past shows, uh, our social media links, 
my buy me a coffee link because I have to stay caffeinated. I'm running on four hours of sleep in the last two days. So I've got to constantly have as much caffeine as possible. So when you see that in my videos, (laughs) that's what I'm talking about. Uh, Greatly appreciated. If you don't want to do that and you want to throw rotten tomatoes at me, hey, that's fine too. At least you're consuming my content. Appreciate it. (laughs) Even bad press is good press. Controversy creates cash. And on that, we'll see you guys next time. Out of here.